right. Uh, hi, everyone. Welcome to the Blue Podcast. This is the Red, White and Blue show with myself, Joe, and I'm joined this week by Billy and Jack. How are you guys doing? I'm doing all right. Thank you. How are you, Joe? All good, thank you. All, all good. We, uh, we've had a we've had a couple of weeks uh, in away due to tech issues, but we're all good. We're all back. Um, before we get started, we're trying to hit a thousand subscribers by New Year's Day. So if you have anyone who'd enjoy watching or listening to these podcasts or any of the other shows on the channel, please do let them know. And uh, also check out our new and improved merch, which has been out for a, a few weeks now. Uh, we're going to start off with the uh, the NBA Summer League uh, this week. Uh, Jack, do you want to fill us in on what sort of the Summer League is all about? Uh, so the Summer League has about 30 teams in it and they all play five games each. Um, and it's it's not a very long to- uh, tournament. It's from this year, the 8th to the 17th of August. Uh, so it's all done now. And, uh, and basically it gets all the young players who you may not see that much off the bench and more onto a, a full-time roster to give them some preparation into what it's like to be a proper NBA player. Yeah. Do you, do you think, because you said it's such a short tournament, do you think it gives them enough practice or do you think it's literally just like throwing them in a deep end, have a quick have a quick run around, see what it's like with the other new NBA players? Or do you think you could, they, it could, they could do with sort of a longer a, a summer league that sort of went almost simulated an NBA over the whole summer? Um. I think it could do with like a, a few more games just because uh, they're quite enjoyable to watch. Um, I do quite like watching them to to see what the draft picks this year uh, will uh, carry forwards to their teams mm-hmm. and actually to see if any of them might be a possible starter. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, to follow, follow up on that, Jack, um, have any draft picks been uh, taking your eye? Anyone looking good this uh, year? So... Of course, I've been looking at the the first three draft picks, and yeah. uh, matter of fact, the second pick, Jalen Green, has been the one to catch everyone's eye. He is uh, he's done better than Cunningham in my in my opinion, uh, and he's he's great for the Rockets. Um, just a, a catch up. The Rockets lost Harden. Um, but they gained Green, and even though he's not that experienced, he is uh, putting forward a good amount of points. I don't think it's enough to get into playoffs this year, of course, because now they have a very young team, but they have the foundations to actually build up uh, to get there and possibly win a finals. Mm-hmm. Um, it's- Cade also did very well. Um he scored a forty percent accuracy on a on three pointers, um, and he's he's really chatting right now because he's like, I want all these big guys to be guarding me. Uh, so the claw, uh, Embed, and you know just big big names. Um, he even called out um, LeBron a little bit. Um, yeah. And then Evan Mobley, uh, yeah, great stats for a big man. But um, I, I kind of was expecting something a little different with him. Yeah, yeah sort of the, following. Oh yeah, well yeah, go ahead. 
Not even. I was just going to say those are the three draft picks I was looking mm-hmm. at. I was just going to say, following on from that, you sort of saying you sort of having a bit of a big mouth, sort of calling people out. How much in the summer league, sort of being such a short tournament and all being young players, how much of an opportunity is there for players to make a name for themselves, or is it purely sort of practice and sort of getting them ready? Because it sort of seems if you're playing against people who should be of your standard or aren't even sort of proper NBA quality, they're sort of young players or they're on the bench. Does it sort of come across a bit arrogant or seem a bit of a, a waste of time trying to trying to sort of big yourself up? Or is it actually competitive enough that you can sort of say those things and sort of show that you're NBA ready, even though you're not really playing against NBA calibre yet? Well, you got to remember these guys have just come out of college. Uh, not all of them. Some of them might have been in the NBA for like two years some of them will be in G League. And what it does is it allows scouts to really find who's the best uh, within that uh, kind of group, which won't be starting on their roster. Um, sometimes, obviously, people will uh, put their name fully out there, uh, like Cunningham and Green. And they might be able to find a starting spot on that roster. And I think that's why this massive confidence uh, is actually needed uh, because now he's put his name out there. Uh, People uh, he's called out against will want to prove him wrong. Uh, Maybe not all of them, but uh, but, uh, lots of people will want to prove that they're a very defensive player maybe. And then they'll be like, well, he just said that uh, names like The Claw that they're, they're going to be able to guard him, uh, not be able to guard him. Um, maybe they could uh, guard him and prove him wrong that way. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But it, it sort of seems seems like the, uh, the wrong way around. It, sort of, it doesn't seem like uh, young players should make it feel like the older players need to prove themselves. <laughs> it sort of seems oh, like uh, you get it, get it the wrong way around. So you, um, you, I think... Uh, if I was a, if I was an NBA player and someone from the summer league um, was sort of calling me, I thought I'd sort of feel like, well, wait until they get. I'm not going to stoop down to that level. I'm going to sort of make them make them make the first move. But, I'm, but um, yeah, I can sort of see how that would happen if, uh, especially if you're a professional athlete and someone's sort of coming for your ego. It's all very sort of eager. Like, well, I don't want to say egoistical. So that makes it all sounds sort of unlucky on themselves. But sort of your pride is quite a big thing. So I can sort of see why them why they'd come out with that. Um, another question, you were talking about sort of the G League and other players. I know, um, sort of putting it across to the NFL, in the preseason for the NFL, they often try out a lot of sort of pathway players, which are players from sort of Germany, Australia, uh, Mexico and things like that. Are there any other sort of basketball leagues around the world where they sort of bring in players to the summer league just to try them out? Or is it purely sort of college and young NBA players? Um, I'm pretty sure they do bring in uh uh, people around the world and stuff like that but they normally end up in the draft and if they mm-hmm. don't then they're just a young player in that league trying to make a name for themselves because uh, mm-hmm. obviously uh, there's loads and loads of people in the draft and not everyone can be picked um, so we uh, we have two rounds um, and if you don't make it into the, the second uh, round draft pick, then you're kind of on your own, uh, mm. but people can still sign you and then put mm. you onto that. 
uh, onto those teams. Yeah. Okay. Um, yeah, it makes sense. I mean, it's sort of. Uh, I suppose it is better to have uh, sort of a short tournament where they get a, where you can give a few people a chance than having nothing at all. I suppose, as we say, there might be some scope to uh, improve, but I don't know whether it's profitable. I mean, in the end, it's all a, it's all a sort of business. So whether it works out for them or whether they're happy, how it is, I suppose. Um, you can see in the back of your in your background there, Jack. You've got a you got your Mavericks jersey uh, pinned up high and proud. Do you want to let us? Have you been following them at all, or how have they been doing in the summer league? Um, so we had a bit of stinker in the summer league. At first, I was like, "Oh no, we're not going to win any games." But then we fight. We won our last battle, uh, Miami Heat. And it felt pretty good, you know. <laughs> I was just like, finally, I've watched you guys lose every single time. We we won by one point. <laughs> uh, yeah, it's, um, um, it's yeah. yeah, I suppose. Uh, were there any? Um, I can't remember. We did do a um, a section on the draft of the Mavs, but I can't remember how well you said they did. The uh, did you see any of the Mavs draft picks in action, and did they give um, you an early indication of? They might be good in the in the proper teams. We had no draft picks, so I think that's oh, why we yeah. so great. But <laughs> um, uh, we we do have um some players with quite high ceilings. Uh, so it's good to see where they are where they end up. Mm. Um, mm. one player which uh comes to mind. I hope I pronounce uh this right. Amari uh Amoruri, something like okay. that. Uh but he he got in a fight right in the uh in the our game against the Kings. <laughs> oh, right. uh, Connor has some background uh Kings information on it, but I I can't remember it for the life of me. <laughs> um, oh, yeah. said, so uh our player um basically did a flagrant foul on uh, Metu and Metu just punched him in the face. Uh, so that that ended up in him uh, uh, being suspended next game as well. And what Connor said was um, it was something about um, he got injured or something uh, a season or two ago and he hasn't quite forgiven um, uh, given his players for not standing up for him or something. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> for, yeah, for a non-contact sport, I don't think you'd expect to see one player punching another, especially in especially in the summer league where it's sort of uh, you're just trying to make a name for yourself. You're not trying to. It's not. It's, you're not sort of desperate to win as much as you are in the big leagues. But uh, <laughs> I suppose uh, yeah. I suppose these things happen, especially yeah. when when, as you say, it's been built up over a couple of years. Yeah. It is just a, a very competitive sport as well. Uh, yeah. Some people are just entirely driven by ego. And if you step on their ego a little bit, they're just going to fight back. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, I was just going to ask one more question about the pre- uh, NBA Summer Leagues. So um, in the NFL preseason, for effect, like you give the senior players like a little bit of game time just to get them game ready. So you're just saying how... Um, you were saying about how uh, in the summer leagues you have the college players coming in, young players, free agency players haven't really had that much game time. So, what would you say about uh, like the older players, like just to get them a bit game ready? Is there anything? Um, is there any like preseason equivalent for it? Uh, 
or do they just let them in the deep end, basically? They, they do have, like, some games going up to it. I do, don't really watch them, though, um, and I'm not sure if it's a preseason game or something, um, but they they do quite a lot to get the, uh, the players ready. Lots of training as well. Um, uh, so last year, um, KP uh, did quite badly, and... Um, Basically, he's just been training his ass off this entire this entire time just to try and get um starting spot on the roster. Yeah. All right. Um. Well, if that's all that Jack can say about that, I think we've got a bit of NFL preseason we want to talk about as well. Um. <laughs> so NFL preseason leading on from that, uh, it's just been going on for a couple of weeks now. I believe we just finished week two. Um. I believe Joe wanted to talk about a little bit of that. Um, he had a few. You had a few uh, people you want to talk about. You saw a bit, couple of quarterbacks, I believe. Yeah, mostly. Yeah, it's mostly quarterbacks I want to talk about. I mean, there's in terms of uh, the whole team as a problem. You, uh, we've spoken about it before. You don't really get a lot of um, a lot of information about whole teams from preseason. Everyone plays their second team, or they're trying out new players. They're wary of injuries and things like that. So I think uh, QBs, because we've had a few QB battles in the league and a few new long, young QBs, they're really the ones well, ones to watch at the moment. The one that's uh, most prevalent to me, I suppose, as a um, as a Bucks fan, is the Jameis Winston Taysom Hill debate over in uh, in New Orleans for the Saints. Uh, yeah. It seems, although <clears throat> although the stats don't make it so clear cut, if you um, if you watch the highlights, you sort of look at it a bit closer. It looks like Jameis Winston almost has. The job nailed on, which coming from a Bucks fans who watched him for five years and never saw anything quite this special, he um he did look he looked really confident. He looked uh yeah. he was he was completing his passes. He was sort of he was commanding the field. He although he only had I think it was one or two drives. He yeah. on both he, he scored yeah two I think he had two drives and two, got touchdowns on both two touchdowns and yeah no interceptions which is unlikely for Jay. every That's every nice. every, every yeah. for him. As a Buccaneer, every touchdown was a was associated with at least two, yeah. with at least one or two interceptions. So the fact, like, yeah. he, he, he didn't get intercepted is quite impressive. But um, is that? I mean, the stats sort of, if you just go off those, they sort of they don't paint the entire picture. I think of how yeah. of how sort of stark the difference. I think I've got written down here. Jameis Winston was nine of ten completions uh, yeah. for 123 yards, two t- touchdowns, and no interceptions. Which for two drives is pretty much as perfect as perfect yeah. as you get. There wasn't much else he could have done to sort of build on that. But then, um, but if you look at Taysom Hill, I mean, because he had, he had, I think he had an extra drive, or he, his Mm. drives were a bit more pass intensive. He was eleven of twenty for one hundred and thirty-eight yards, one touchdown, and also no interceptions. So he wasn't, he didn't have a bad game. But I think he sort of looks like that player who was almost filling in at QB or try, or like what, or looked like that player who was trying to challenge for the starting job but was sort of like everyone knew he wasn't which which doesn't really again doesn't really because the the whole doesn't really paint the full picture because in general they are actually competing for for the starting job but the way Jameis Winston sort of came on commanded the field Taysom Hill came on didn't really look the same it's sort of they it's sort of, it looked like Jameis Winston had been the starter for five years and then Taysom Hill was just the newbie coming in trying to get a few yeah. drives in but it's, Gonna gonna be the nailed on backup. So it's it's a really interesting thing because I don't I'm, 
I suppose some people might have seen that coming. James Winston's somewhat of a vet. He was a number one overall yeah. pick, but in jet, but yeah, so uh, it's a really well, interesting one. I think it, it is interesting as well because you've obviously seen tapes of Hill for the last few years be that Swiss Army man, they call mm-hmm. him down there. Um, like, so he comes in to be that guy who can either he can run the ball, he can catch the ball, he's on special teams, he's doing everything for the team, and I think. You don't, that's not really what you want in a quarterback. Yeah, I mean that's what at least that's what I'm thinking with um if I'm if I'm if I'm playing Sean Payton, I'm obviously yeah. not. But, um, he I can't see how that would make sense in my mind. How you would want your starting QB to be in that many scenarios? It would just be mm-hmm. too dangerous, almost almost reckless player management. Yeah. to yeah. have him in that playing that many positions in a game. And also, like the fact that they had have a now have a solid quarterback to like re- not replace Drew Brees, obviously it's almost irreplaceable, but mm. um, to play that role, it means that they can still use the similar game plan they were using with Tatum Hill in the first place, where he can mm. run, catch, special teams, do all that. Yeah. Um, so I think it does make sense in my mind. I always had I had Jameis yeah. on for first string anyway for most mm. of the just since he was signed, really, like until. I went sorry mm. since you were signed since Ray, um Breeze left. So, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, so yeah, I think that that was my that was always in my mind. I yeah, he's looking really good. I mean that um look they were both the touchdowns well actually they're the same guy, and they're both like perfectly thrown deep balls over the like right over the shoulder. I think one of them was one handed, which credits the receiver, but yeah, they were like they were really well thrown accurate balls. So. Yeah, I think he has come on leaps and bounds. He's obviously in a different place, different mindset. Mm. Um, so yeah, I think he's yeah, going to well, do, do really well. Yeah, I think I think the Saints O line probably um <clears throat> quite a lot. They've been they've been used to yeah. Drew Brees for whatever it's been eight eight or however long. I mean they've changed around but a while. Yeah. So um so yeah, it's probably nice to have that protection. I mean when he when he was um on the Bucks, we didn't have. Tristan Worth. We didn't have Tristan Worth. We did have Ali yeah. Marpet, but we uh, we didn't. I wouldn't say we have the O line we have for Tom Brady. Yeah. So um, yeah, yeah I, admittedly, yeah, he is. But um, what I was going to say, all that is, you were saying uh, sort of it's nice that they've they've got their guy to replace Drew Brees. But I sort of I do and I do I do hope I do sort of some him somewhat because they're in the same division as the Bucks. But I don't because I I like to see sort of teams succeed when they get new players. But what I was going to say is. Yeah. Um, if uh, if if this is sort of a false, well, like a, a bit of a, a fallacy, sort of a, a thing, like he plays really well in preseason, he shows he can do it, and then when they get to the the, the full on season, everyone's playing their full teams, and he goes back to what he was doing at the Bucks, and then they have to they switch into Taysom Hill, and he's not ready. He's still he's still been he's been doing his tight end sort of stuff, and he's not really ready to go yeah. into QP. And all of a sudden, you see this powerhouse of the Saints, which we've seen for the last 10, 15 years, become sort of your average everyday side. Although, as I say, I wouldn't, I wouldn't mind it because they're in the Bucks division. Probably two, yeah. two, two nice wins this season wouldn't be bad. But um, uh, in general, like I think it would be a bit disappointing because they have. You can see the fact that they have brought in a newbie and they're doing this whole battle thing that they are trying to replace Jubilees, but it's going to be a big step. And uh, as much as as much as James Winston has shown he can do it, I can't, I can't personally foresee it going this smoothly. Throughout the season, I don't see nine yeah. of ten, 123 yards, no interceptions all season long, personally. But I guess we'll have to see. Yeah. Well, yeah. Um, I mean, it, yeah. it's still preseason as well. You like, you can't take it too 
<laughs> you can't do it to hard just yet. Like he's, he's, he's playing against second, third string uh, defenses anyway. Mm-hmm. So you can't. T- you got to take everything with a grain of salt, or several yeah, in this case. <laughs> uh, the other one I wanted to uh, talk about was um, I've watched the highlights. I didn't. I didn't manage to watch the game. It, was, it completely caught me out. The Jets game was on a Saturday, which. <laughs> Completely mm. caught me. I would have. I would have tried to. If it was on, I wasn't sure if it was on coverage. But if it was, I would have tried to watch yeah. it. But I had no. Being on a Saturday caught me out. But um, uh, Zach Wilson, who um, admittedly we have to take it as you say with a pinch of salt. He was playing against sort of second team defenses. Everyone playing their newbies, and um, he only got <clears throat> one or two drives. He looked like when I remember what was it two or three years ago watching Sam Darnold as a as a um, as a rookie. And he was until he got sort of he had injury woes and he got um he got that illness of what it's called now but he um yeah yeah he was he was yeah. there he was running he was running around he was scrambling as I say he was making good throws on the run he was commanding the field he would he'd use his feet for that extra five or six yards if he needed to and that's exactly what we thought we, we saw from uh, Zach Wilson he um he only. He only made went for nine passes, but he was he was six of nine completions and sixty three yards, which kind of does and kind of doesn't paint the picture. I mean, it paints the picture in that he was solid. He he for the for the one or two drives he got, he was he was fine and he was he was confident. He didn't look like nervous. But on the other side, that those stats they don't even get even though he was playing against second, they didn't paint him as a superstar no. just yet. You don't no. see that, and you don't you don't instantly go, oh, that was a first round. Pick. I mean. No. If you if you covered up the name and you didn't and you didn't know anything about the draft and you said how what do you think this QB has been what how do you think his career has been so far you'd probably say he's been he's been backing up a veteran QB for the last five years with those stats you 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 might say like oh with those yeah. stats or that sort of thing oh he's just um, he's just trying out in the preseason just in case he needs to come on during the season which as I I mean for a, for a rookie. For a first round QB coming out in preseason, I think what you're either looking for is you're looking for someone who's really exciting. They sort of come out, they throw, they get two or three, they get three or maybe two or three, maybe four drives. They get almost all their completions. They're throwing for a lot of drives. They maybe get intercepted, but that's because they're trying to be confident and throwing balls. Or alternatively, they come up, they're a deer in headlights. They're they're a bit sort of off the off the pace, and you can tell it's their it's one of their first games in the league. But with Zach Wilson looking at the stats and then you don't really get that. You sort of just look like he didn't, although he was confident in commanding the field, he didn't do anything to sort of make everyone go, wow. And that's, that's why I sort of yeah. compare it to Sam Darnold because I think that's sort of the same thing we got with him. We were like, oh, he looks confident. He looks good. He's on the Jets, but he's, we don't, we don't see anything, anything special coming out yet. I mean, I don't know if yeah. you remember watching Sam Darnold or if you caught any of the highlights, but you have anything to sort of add on that? Um. Yeah, no, I do remember Sam Donald. He was, <clears throat> I don't remember him being quite as mobile as, uh, uh, sorry, I don't remember Sam Donald being quite as mobile as Zach Wilson. But, yeah. I mean, he was, he was still obviously fresh out of college, pretty agile for considering. Um, but, yeah, no, I, I, everything you said, I can't really fault it. It's all making sense. It's all lining up for you. Like, yeah, no, mm-hmm. I don't really have much else to add, unfortunately. Um, I was going <laughs> to say, with your, with your deer in the headlights thing, um, it's interesting because Zach Wilson and Trey Lance as well. Um, mm. Those two, both first-round quarterbacks, obviously. Um, neither of them had like excellent opposition there in the both so BYU and North Dakota. I want to say 
their mm. second board, not probably not third stream, but like their second tier colleges realistically for talent. Like, so they're also playing against other second tier colleges. So they're not going to be like, they are, it kind of just has to be up there anyway in order to succeed mm. in the NFL, because otherwise you're just a second rate quarterback playing in a second rate uh, league. Mm. So um, I think it's, it's really good to see everyone like doing what they need to do in order to either, either in Zach Wilson's case, pick up a starting spot or maybe Trey Lance. What do you think about Trey Lance as well, actually? Because I'm not sure if he's going to get selected over Jimmy Garoppolo at this point. I I did have a look. Um, I did. I, I was watching Sports Center the other day, and I, I remember yeah. they did do a, a sort of um, segment. And I can't remember it was either because they were talking about, it, and it was either he did very well or he was sort of that doing headlights. And I, um, I'm just he, gonna I'm gonna he, try. I'm trying yeah. to bring it up now. But, uh, um, I'm pretty. Uh, sure, I'm pretty sure he did really well. I don't know the stats off of my head, but he was. He was throwing yeah, some, yeah. again, some really good balls to um, these guys. Um, yeah. They won. They they lost to the Chiefs nineteen sixteen. Let me just see yeah, if I can get the stats. So passing. Yeah. How do I get to? How do I get to? Sorry, one second. Oh Jesus! Now I'm on. <laughs> now I'm on. Now I'm on YouTube highlights. Oh, there we go. Forty nine nice, nice. Trey Lance. Oh, he was. He was five of fourteen, one hundred and twenty-eight yards and a touchdown. Oh, so, I mean, okay, so it's, it's not as good. I was, right. I was thinking for well, week one then must be. Well, the one hundred twenty-eight yards, touchdowns, no interceptions. That's that's not that's bad. Good. I mean, oh, that, that's fine. But so fourteen passes. 40... I, think must, yeah. I think he must have had three drives based off that. Yeah, I, I, I think yeah. I reckon he had three drives. He got a touchdown. He didn't get intercepted. So I think it sort of it show. I think that's what I was saying earlier about when you come QBs coming out of college and they're wanting to show themselves. I mean, he hasn't got the interception to show for it, but the fact he's no. have a lot of incompletions and only one touch. I think it, it must have been. Yeah. I mean, I'll watch the highlights later, uh, sometime in the future, and sort of come maybe yeah. come back and talk about it next episode to sort of reconcile yeah. what I've said. But I think what he's done or what the stats paint the picture is that he's. He's come out in his first preseason game. He's tried to he's tried to show he can throw the ball. He's shown he can with all the yardage, the touchdowns, and the no interceptions. He's shown he's got the competence, but maybe he was a bit maybe maybe instead of sort of slinging the ball around and getting like that, I think maybe three controlled drives, maybe nine or ten of fourteen, the same yardage, and maybe an extra touchdown. That would uh, that would sort of sort of meant for me a slightly better game, but I don't think yeah personally until I watch the highlights those uh, I mean although the yeah. completion percentage is less than fifty percent it doesn't worry me massively although even I'm not a Fourth no. Niners fan so I think it would worry me anyway but <laughs> but it doesn't sort of it doesn't make me sort of think oh he was a waste of a draft pick or he, he could have gone a bit lower yeah on the other hand uh, Josh Rosen everyone's everyone's favorite backup. Um, <laughs> Was uh, was ten of 15, 93 yards, no touchdowns and interception, which is pretty much as uh, Josh Rosen uh, I, I expect for him. He's had twice as many completions as Trey Lance, but for less yardage and an interception. So um, yeah, I mean, well, yeah, I don't I do know if I'm like... make... yeah, sorry, I don't know if I'm making stuff or not, but I feel. I, I feel like I read somewhere that they're dropping Joe, uh, Josh Rosen now, uh, San Francisco. 49ers are, well, as of... Yeah. As of the game. Yeah, I think oh, yeah. so. Unless I'm going crazy. I can't... 
I'll Google it. I mean, he, he gets thrown around the team so much. I mean, we had him. Yeah. Oh, yeah, you're right. Uh, he's going to the Falcons yeah. now. There you go. So, so from he was Cardinals tenth overall, wasn't he? Or ninth overall? Wait, maybe. Uh, yeah. Then he, then he no, was. Then he was Miami. Then he was. I think then he was Miami. Then he was uh, Buccaneers, and now 49ers and now oh, yeah. Falcons. So yeah, he's getting. Yeah. I mean, uh, I'm yeah. just looking at other things. I'm, I'm thinking. I'm just trying to think. Falcons QBs. They've got obviously Matt Ryan. Oh, Matt Ryan. Think, They've got yeah, so they've got Matt Ryan, AJ McCarron, who's sort of, again another one who's been yeah. thrown around the teams a few yeah. times. He saw he, and now Josh Rosen. So I don't know if um I don't know if teams are sort of every time he becomes a free agent they're like oh a free agent uh, top ten pick from three years ago how how are we not yeah. going to jump at that? How could that go um, wrong? Yeah, <laughs> how was that? Yeah, so um yeah, it's an interesting one, but uh, um, I mean. To be honest, yeah. he was so confident coming out of. I think the quote was when if he was, let's say he was ninth yeah. overall. I think I think the quote was when he got drafted. They were doing the mic and he was like, "Oh, there were eight mistakes made before me, or something." Yeah, I mean, I know, I know, no one sort of, no, 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 no one's questioning, one really no one's, you know? yeah, yeah. <laughs> but, um, <laughs> no one's thinking um, that now. Yeah, so um, yeah, and then uh, Jimmy Garoppolo did do three three passes, three completions, twenty six yards. So either he came I on. Think- Either he yeah. came on and did a few passes, or he came on at the end and just sort of saw it out or something. Yeah. I don't know. But, but yeah, it's interesting so, that I, I think Jimmy Garoppolo will start this season. But if Trey, yeah. whether Trey Lance takes over, I can't because Forty Nine yeah, as... were Super Bowl team two seasons ago. Two years ago, yeah. Two yeah, years ago. So, so I, yeah, they've got they've got a very good defense. They've got if Jimmy yeah. Garoppolo plays well, they yeah. So oh, they got a kiss. They have lost. They have lost Richard Sherman though. So. That could yeah. be a big thing for them. Um, yeah, it just it, it it is bothering me as a Seattle fan, like just seeing the fact that it's the fact that he got 120 was 120 odd yards off five completions. Yeah, that's that's quite worrying. Like, oh yeah, if well, he can, I think if he yeah. can sort out his accuracy slash decision making problems, he that that's quite that's not going to be fun for me. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, like, well, I mean, twice a year. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, it's talking. It's what I'm saying about sort of painting the right pick. Because in theory, 128 yards could be five really good 25 long yard passes, yeah. or it could be four checkdowns and a and a long touchdown. Pass. Yeah. So you don't, without watching the highlights, you don't yeah. entirely know how no, it happens. Right? If it if it happens to be, if it's what I think it is, and it's him being confident, he's running around the pocket, he's throwing long passes, trying to make the the money, the sort of prime time completions. Then that's yeah. quite exciting. He might be. He's going to be. An exciting player, but if if it's if I'm wrong and it's just he did he did four he did four checkdowns, missed nine other completions, yeah. and then made one long completion. Then yeah, he's just uh, maybe it's maybe the stats uh, yeah. lie a bit. But for the moment, but to be honest, I um I think uh, uh, with from just one, it's too difficult. I know we're make I'm making a lot of conclusions. I'm being yeah. quite confused yeah. with each one. I'm saying like oh Zach Wilson, the new side out James. Here's when we look at it. Only one preseason game so we don't want to get too carried away I think um, once we've had preseason weeks three and four we can make a more informed decision and um, yeah. weeks one of two regular season we'll have I mean even though some of the uh, we won't some of these rookie QBs we may not even we won't see till the end of the season even even this season at all but we'll yeah. just have to see how it goes yeah um, absolutely yeah but um, the, the other one I um, when we did this we did, must have been show two or three, we talked about what we were most excited 
to see from the NFL preseason. And my my pick was the Jacksonville Jaguars. I wanted to see because they had a few young players. They um they've obviously got the the uh, Gardner Minshew supposedly paving way for Trevor Lawrence. But the um so far we haven't seen it. They've been very. I mean. I don't. I know. Again, it's only one preseason game, but I want to say they've been a bit mediocre. They've been. I've been Travis Etienne getting injured. That's like that's, that's very unfortunate. Yeah. And um, yeah, uh, I mean, he's out for the year as well, that, which is probably yeah, the worst. Well, that's, that's, I think. I mean, I'm not. I know he's out for at least twelve weeks because he's had surgery. But I think yeah. I saw that they've now placed him on IR, so that would put him out for the season. Already. I think I saw it. I mean, I don't want to confirm. Like, yeah, no, no. I think I think I saw it. So, I mean, if you're out for 12 weeks, I mean, it's a bit... I mean, that's a pretty yeah. long... That seems like that's a conservative estimate anyway. But, um, yeah. The, uh, I, I suppose uh, the one good thing I saw was um, uh, um, someone commenting on it. They said, uh, like, um, I think it was Robinson, the Jaguars' second yeah. string running back after him. They were like, oh, yeah. he's just made in everyone's fantasy draft. He's just gone up. 50 places or something like that. But, um, well, I don't, uh, know why, yeah. I don't know why they draft another running back anyway when James Robinson also ran for a 1,000 yards. I think he ran for 1,300 yeah. last year. So, I mean, yeah, I think um, I, it, unless yeah. they've definitely tried to build up a rushing attack to help out um, mm. Trevor. Well, Trevor I, think I, I personally, I really like running back duos. I, 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 yeah. If I was a star running back, I, I personally wouldn't mind having another, even don't have to be another superstar. They just have to be another no. solid running back. So, if you're taking two thirds, three, sixty uh, percent of the reps or something, and they just come in on third down, or they, uh, they, they, every time you do three quarters of a drive, they do a little bit, or they just power like they set you up and you power yeah. them in or something like that. I think I don't think yeah. running back duos are a bad idea, so I can see why they've done it. But then at the same time, there there are holes in the Jaguars team. So using a first round pick on a running back who then gets injured. Might come back yeah. to bite them when they when they could have taken a corner to replace the whole Jalen Ramsey left or things like that. So it's a bit it's yeah. a bit of a it's a bit of a tough one. I'm sure it's a tough one for the Jaguars I mean, to take because I think this is yeah. complete. They must have had a game plan for the season revolving around Travis Trevor Lawrence and Travis Etienne bringing a bit of excitement to the team, and they've now and they're now going to have to restructure that. So now, I think personally, I think when I think I mean just speculating. But I think the Jaguars' idea for this season was bring in fresh blood, have Trevor Lawrence starting, Travis Travis Etienne taking a bulk of the reps at running back. Everyone's no one's worked them out. Everyone's only seen them in college. They bring a bit of excitement, and they're sort of that yeah. that sort of thing where a team a team has a good draft period, and then they the following season they come out really strong. I think that might have been what they were going for. But now what I yeah. see for Stephen without that new fresh running back, people have seen. Robinson play and so it sort of seems like Trevor Lawrence might be bound to play a bit more like uh, Gardner Minshew and just sort of continue what they were doing last season with just a bit more like prolific pro- uh whatever the word <laughs> professionalism I don't know uh, yeah <laughs> however I want to say it but a bit more sort of confidence or competence at quarterback so we'll have to see but um, talking about that in particular I don't know if you've seen I've got the stats for Trevor Lawrence written down again here. He didn't he had no touchdowns and no interceptions, which is which is fine, but he was he was fourteen of twenty three for hundred and thirteen yards, which compared to the other quarterbacks we've seen, I mean, 
where people like um, Trey Lance, Trey Lance yeah. yeah, people like Trey Lance and Taysom Hill were making the same, the same uh, sort of the same touchdowns, interceptions, yardages, but off five or six less completions, yeah. and they didn't have, or well, Trey Lance did, but well, other teams didn't have nine incompletions. So yeah, uh, those those QBs also don't have James. Uh, what's the name? The running running back Jacksonville, James Robinson. The Robinson. Yeah. Robinson, yeah. They don't have him a running. They don't have a decent running back, so yeah. they keep, Lawrence <clears> could <throat> just set him up because like, Robinson's a power back anyway. Like he can, he yeah. can easily bump it in from a couple of yards out. So if he yeah. gets in that scenario, he's probably going to do that anyway. Um, <laughs> that's, that could, that could explain it again. I, I haven't yeah. seen guys, so I haven't seen well, anything. I'm, yeah, I'm just going to look at who was running for the Jaguars. I mean, whether they yeah, uh, so yeah, true. yeah. They, actually, they actually played. Four QBs: Trevor Lawrence and oh, Gardner wow. Minshew. <clears throat> Trevor Lawrence and Gardner Minshew had a had a drive or two each. Yeah. Then um, the two other QBs I haven't heard of: Jake Luton and CJ Bethard. I haven't heard of them personally. Oh, I've heard of they, yeah, I've heard oh, of them. Right. <laughs> well, they had, they had a touchdown each, and they threw for a good number of completions and yards. So it doesn't it doesn't immediately spring to me why they chose to uh, why they chose to um, do that um, play so many QBs, but in terms of in terms of rushing, James Robinson was three carries, thirteen yards, which is fine. Oh, as I say, okay. I think I think he might have just come on and done a few power runs. Just yeah, to, you'd think. Just you? yeah. Then the main the main runner runner was I'm gonna again what Jack did earlier. Yeah. I'm gonna struggle with this. Dare Ogunbowale. Oh, I haven't eight, heard of him. Afraid. Make heads and tails. It no. So I haven't heard of him. But no. eight eight carries, twenty four yards. So again, fine. Sounds like a bit of a power back. So it sounds like they may. It sounds like the um from what this uh, this is another game that came up on Sports Center. So um I uh, I think uh, from what they were saying on that, I'm pretty sure the I haven't I've watched partial of the highlights, but not totally myself. I think the main problem for the Jaguars was their O-line. And I think that's what's that's what hindered Trevor Lawrence. I think he was struggling behind, getting rushed quite a lot, having to use his feet, which I haven't watched. I've watched a few of Trevor Lawrence's highlights from college, but from what I remember, he can he can scramble out the pocket, but he's more yeah, of a field general. He likes, to, yeah. he, likes, he likes to control the game from, from a standing, from behind a strong O-line. So I yeah. think he may have been caught out a little bit by having to, having to move around a little bit more or having to make quick decisions, quick check downs, slants and things, which I don't think are his game altogether. Because, I mean, in overall, yeah. I think when Trevor Lawrence was coming out of the draft, he was seen as this um this this confident passer, commanding person, not a lecture. Well, no, I don't know if it would be harsh to call him sort of a boring player, but not like this electrifying <laughs> Lamar Jackson, patching Mahomes, run around, no, throw yeah. passes, diving sort of thing. So, yeah, so it's, a, it's an interesting one to... To think about, but I mean, as I say, I mean, I'm not, wor- I'm not, I'm not worried about the Jaguars having wasted the. First- I'm sure he's going to be an absolute yeah. star in the NFL, but just off this first week, it it shows that perhaps, although we'll learn more from weeks three and four, it shows that maybe he's not going to be a superstar bursting out the gates. Maybe we right. are going to have to wait a few weeks or a season to get into prime Trevor Lawrence time. But I mean, as I say, it's only been we're only through two weeks of the preseason, so we'll just have to see. Yeah, comes in the future. Is there um that's those those guys are all I wanted to say about um 
the preseason because I was mostly looking at QBs and so there's a little bit of running back. Yeah. Particularly. Is there anything you in particular wanted to cover? I haven't. No, I, you've covered everyone I wanted to cover as well. I mean, I brought I brought up Trey Lance for you. Yeah, um, as well. Absolutely. So that's you covered everyone I want to cover. I've covered everything as well. So uh-huh. um, yeah. So I think, I think uh, yeah, we'll um, we'll probably again we'll probably try and touch on the same thing next week. But uh, again, it'll only be one more week into preseason, so I don't think we'll have too many conclusions to make. So I think probably uh, two podcasts from now in a couple of weeks' time, we'll look back on the on a, on a sort of macroscopic view of the preseason as a whole and see sort of uh, which players we liked, which players we didn't. But and uh, maybe yeah. I know. I think from off the top of my memory, there's one, it's either week three or four, that there's sort of a gentleman's agreement among the teams that they all play a slightly stronger team just so we get to see at least some of the players. Yeah. We get to see, we get to see um, Aaron Rodgers back in Green Bay and we get yeah. to see, um, get to see whether, or person from my, what I'm excited to see is I want to see, um, I want to see the Bucks play their full because we're, I think, I don't want to, I don't want to be absolutely sure, but I'm pretty sure the, we're, the Buccaneers are the only team who retained all 22 starters, I want to say. Yeah. So yeah. it'd be interesting to see if we play our full team again <clears throat> and see how they But If we have to wait till week one of the season, we have to wait till week one and not, not, <laughs> not too worried about it. So um, if, there, yeah. if anything, if there's, any, if there's nothing else you wanted to cover, I think we can probably finish it there. Yeah. If, if you're right. Yeah. Well, um, no, I'm happy with that. All good. All right. Thank you, everyone, for watching. We hope you in, uh, we enjoyed you enjoy watching or listening to this podcast as much as we enjoy making it. Although it's a shorter and sweeter one this week, we've uh, we've enjoyed touching on a few things. And as I say, it's a, it's the NBA and the NFL off season, so whatever we uh, we like to we like to keep up with things, but we're not really into the season too much. Uh, if you're new to the channel, please do uh, hit the subscribe button, put notifications on, like the video if you enjoyed listening to us. And uh, as I mentioned at the beginning, do check out the new and improved merch. It's um, you can find the link on our on our Instagram, or I uh, believe it's probably down below. And um, we'll uh, see you next week for another episode. It's a uh, bye from me. And- cool. Yeah. Cheers, guys.